I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Scam of the Week. Rick Walls from the Better Business Bureau of Northern Indiana joining us as always. Rick, how are you, sir? Doing great, Tommy. How about you? I'm very well, thank you. And we have a special guest also joining us. Uh, Everyone say hello to Julie. Hello, Hello, everyone. You've got quite a bit to add to this topic of conversation today. Rick, give us the uh, the overall view of what we're discussing this week on uh, the Scam of the Week. Yeah, Tommy, we talk about different scams every week. The past we've spoken about police impersonation scams and how scary they can be. Basically, what happens is you receive a phone call from someone identifying themselves as from the police department, the sheriff's department, or some other enforcement agency, and they sound very ominous, and they're working on the basis of that they're going to instill fear in you and get you to react immediately to what they're telling you before you have time to really think about it, process the thought logically. And this is what's been happening. We have had a big uptick in police impersonation calls recently. You know, in many cases, folks are reluctant to come forward to report to the BBB or to the police departments because they feel embarrassed or ashamed from having been victimized by it. So we're very fortunate that Julie's joining us today to actually share her story on what has happened. And she's doing this in an attempt help other folks from uh, falling victim to the same scam. And I can tell you that since we spoke to Julie, I've spoken to the Allen County Sheriff's Department who informed me that they've had a huge uptick in Allen County here recently and are reporting numerous people having lost between five and $15,000 on this scam. Julie, tell us a little bit about your experience uh, with this scam. Yeah, so um, I got a phone call saying that somebody was... um, They actually left a voicemail for me and said that they were from the Allen County Sheriff's Department and they had called from Fort with a Fort Wayne number and um, said that it was an urgent legal matter and I needed to call them back right away. So um, I called them back and they told me that the gentleman I talked to on the phone said he was an officer and that um, with the Allen County Sheriff's Department and that I had missed jury duty uh, two weeks earlier. And of course, I was confused. And he said, um, can you tell us why you missed jury duty? And I said, um, why? And it was never notified. And they said, well, <clears throat> we sent your summons papers to, and then he listed my previous address that I, li- that I lived in. And I said, well, I haven't lived there for four years. That's not my problem. That's yours. And he said, I understand that. But unfortunately, somebody at that previous address signed your papers for you, like signed the papers to receive for you. And I was like, I mean, I was completely shocked and, um, but it was believable. I was like, okay, I guess if someone was like, sure, I'll just sign them, you know, not knowing what they were. And I was like, well, again, that's not my problem. I didn't sign them. And he said, well, unfortunately, because we have your signature, the judge was expecting you to be in court. And since you were, this was a federal case that we were asked to sit in on. And so because you weren't there, you now have a federal offense on your, on your case and you need to get this cleared before you know, whatever, um, to get it off your name. And um, so basically it was very threatening. And he said, there's two ways you can do this. The first, and I don't remember what he said, but there were these two ways. One was basically, if you don't pay the fines, we'll come and basically apprehend you at your house and you'll be taken to the station and held for 48 hours until we can do your signature verification to clear you of these charges. And I was like, and the second way? And he said, the second way is for you to just pay to pay the citations today. And then you can come straight down to the department and do a signature verification and and you'll get your, you know, basically bail money back and you'll be cleared of the of the charges. And I was like, okay, well, obviously, I want to do the second choice. And he said, okay, I'm going to transfer you to, to our next department. So then another guy comes on and, you know, they're speaking, you know, all kinds of stuff. Basically, 
you know, he would say something that made no sense and then say, basically what this means is. So I was like, you know, already confused because they were speaking in a language. I mean, they were just talking very policey and you could hear radios in the background. And, you know, it was very um, legit sounding. They said the second guy that came on said, um, OK, I'm going to I'm going to help you so that you can pay these fines. You have to do that. You have these two fines against you. Um, they're they're twenty five hundred dollars each. And you'll get this money back. And um, once you do your signature verification, but you have to pay these now. And I was like, okay, fine. Just tell me like where to pay them. And he said, okay, well, um, I'll give you the locations. He said, but just so you know, now that we've made contact, initial contact with you, you can't hang up the phone because if you basically making it sound like I'm going to flee the state from this like federal case, if I, if I hang up the phone and it was like another charge that was going to be against me, if I hang up my communication with them. So um, I was initially working off of the fear um, because we're trying to adopt We're like um, two two months out from uh, being able to adopt. And obviously, if I have a federal offense on my name, like that's going to keep us from being able to do that. It's going to be a big problem for us. And so that's kind of what I was working off of. Um, Also, my husband is here on a green card. And so, you know, all of these things were going through my head like this could be a problem for my family, you know? So anyway, so I I go to the bank and he's like, we're going to stay on the line and we'll check in about every three minutes um, just to make sure everything's okay. But you know, you just, just do your your thing, whatever, you know? And I was like, okay. So I get to, and he also tells me, warns me not to say anything to the people in the bank because this is a federal case and it all needs to be, you know, um, kept under wraps. So I go in and um, I take the money out, the 5,000 out and, I take it out. Remember thinking I'm going to get it back in like two hours. You know, I get back in my car. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Like, where do I pay this? Is there like a building I have to go to? And he said, all right, I'm going to give you three locations you can go to. And he gives them to me. And I realized that they're Kroger's. And I was like, Kroger. I'm like, I have to pay this at Kroger. And then I was like, okay. And then in my head, I'm like, well, maybe it's custom. I mean, I've never been arrested. No one in my family ever has. We've never, I've never even done jury duty. I mean, I have no idea how all this works. So I was just like, okay. And at this point I was completely brainwashed. Like they had already completely had my brain. Like I was believing everything they were saying, like I was done for at this point, you know? Um, And so I get to the Kroger and I said, do I just go to customer service? And he said, no, you're going to go to, um, you're going to see a green machine that says FDIC insured on the side. And when you get there, I want you to tell me what you see on the screen. And I was like, okay, you know, so I go to the green machine and it's a coin star. And I was of course confused, but he had planted the seed in me earlier that um, probably 40 minutes earlier, he had told me that the department was going all electronic in 2024. And that by the end of 2024, all fees, tickets, fines will all be paid electronically um by the end of 2024 so and i was like why is he telling me this i don't care you know but now when i look back it's because he wanted me to believe that that which is why i was had to pay this electronically you know so um so i'm standing here in front of this coin star and i'm just like he said okay tell me what you see and i said i see um donate to charity and you know insert your coins and he's like that's all you see on there and i'm like yeah and he said oh ma'am i'm so sorry but this machine has not been updated with the correct software you're gonna have to go to the next location and i was like what And he's like, and I was like, oh, God, like, this is like my day, my whole day, you know? And I'm like, oh, fine, you know, whatever. So I go to the next location, the next Kroger, and I get inside to this coin star. And then I see the third option, which is um, purchase Bitcoin. Now, I know that's the red flag. I know that's, I mean, I'm smarter than this. I know that you're not supposed to do it. But again, I was in a different area of my brain right now. I was completely brainwashed and working off of fear and going, I just need to get this done and over with and get my money back. So he says, okay, I'm going to give you your federal case number. It's a 10 digit number. I'm going to give you your federal case number. That's what you're going to put in. And I was like, okay. 
now looking back now it was just a phone number it was his like whatever phone number it was that was connected to this right. bitcoin account so i put that in he's like okay ma'am now we're gonna have miss whatever shepherd um give you your confirmation code and i was like so he transferred me to some lady and she's like okay your code is you know four numbers so i put the four numbers in so i'm like inserting my hundreds into here and I said to him on the phone, I said, this feels really shady to me. You know, I'm like this. And he's like, yeah, everybody says that, you know, you don't need to worry. You're going to bring your receipt down to the station. So I'll get be taken care of soon. And I was just like, okay. So, um, you know, I was like in a trance. So I finished and he says, okay, ma'am, I need you to go back out to your car and wait for us to clear all this. And then you can come down to the station and do the signature verification. So I go back out to my car and like eight minutes later, he comes back and tells me that there's a, that he wasn't able to clear the, the citations because there was a red flag on my account. And I was like, why? And he said, well, did the previous officer tell you you had three violations? And I was like, no, he told me I had two. And he said, well, no, you actually have three. And I said, okay, well, again, that's not my problem. If he didn't tell me, that's your problem. And he said, well, I understand that. And you can feel free to file a grievance with the department after all this is over. But you have to have all three of these cleared before you can come down to the department. And I said, well, can I just bring my money down to the department and do this when I'm doing my signature verification? And he said, you can, but they'll apprehend you right away because you haven't frozen these, these citations. And they'll see that you are, you know, whatever, have, a, have this criminal offense on your account and they'll apprehend you immediately you know and i was and of course that doesn't make sense now but in the time i was like that's how it works so okay you know whatever so um he and i said okay so i have to go what take out another 2500 he said well no the third one is actually the worst offense it's failure to pay civic duty he's like and that's ten thousand dollars and i was like ten thousand dollars and he's like yeah he goes now if you can't do that you can file a, a financial hardship um form and i'm like okay fine i'll file the financial hardship form and he said okay well you have to be able to prove you don't have ten thousand dollars in your account you have to send a screenshot of your account to the judge and i was like okay fine you know so i go to my, the bank that was nearest to where the, the second kroger i was and i'm clearly distraught at this point right you know and i'm just like and me, you know, I was like, this is so weird. So I go into the bank and the t I say to the teller, I need to withdraw $10,000. And she looks at me kind of strange and she says, okay, well, does it have to be in cash or can it be in a cashier's check? And I said, no, it has to be cash. Now, remember, he's on the phone with me still, you know, mm -hmm. like not like next to me. And she said, okay. And then she kind of typed a little bit. And then she said, um, is this for a purchase? And I said, no. And she said, okay. <laughs> she said, um, can you tell me what this is for? And I was like, no, I can't. And she said, yes, you can. And I was like, uh, and I just finally, my, my brain came back for three seconds and I hit mute on the on my phone. And I just said, apparently the Allen County Sheriff's Department has called me and I'm, I've, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I explained it to her and she's going, no, no. And I was like, no, 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 really. This is real. I mean, I was like trying to convince her this is real. And she calls a banker over and the baker comes over to me and she's like, can I help you? And I explain it all to her. And the banker's like, no, no, you need to hang up the phone. I'm like, no, I, I have to get this money out. And the guy on the phone, I heard him say, ma'am, this is why we told you not to involve other people. We need you, you to go back out to your car and let us know when you're back in your car. And she, the banker was like, hang up your phone. And I was like, kind of frozen. And she just took the phone out of my hand and hit the end button. And it's like, as soon as she hit that end button, it's like there was a grip taken off of my brain and I realized what was happening. And I literally just kind of like, I like almost fell to the floor completely, but I like squatted down. I just started bawling in the, 
bank because I was like, I can't believe this. I, this does not happen to me. This does not, ha- I am a skeptic of everything. This does not happen to me. And, um, and she was like, it's ha- she's like, this happens so often. Like, don't feel bad. People have lost a lot more. I'm like, yeah, but I lost $5,000, you know, and they literally had an answer for everything an intelligent, like no stuttering answer for everything that I asked. Like one of my questions was, um, I, I officially changed my address like legally four years ago. So how is this my problem that you haven't updated your records right. and you sent it to the wrong address? And he's like, ma'am, again, I'm sorry. I know that this doesn't make sense, but if that person hadn't signed for you at your old house, this wouldn't be an issue and we would be able to get this figured out. But somebody signed the papers for you claiming to be you. So we all expected you to be at jury, you know? So they lean heavily into fear and they have an answer for everything. Uh, they're very shrewd. And, uh, and we see this with scam after scam after scam where they take every step that they can to convince you that this is real and nobody wants to say no to the police. Well, and also he's, you know, he said, he said, we see here you have a squeaky clean record. You don't even have any traffic violations. And when he said that, I was like, I just got pulled over like four days ago. <laughs> like, how come that's not on there? You know, the, you know, they were, they were very smart. Now, again, I may have gotten the, the, the A team. Okay. These guys were the A team. They knew exactly what they were doing because a week later I got the same call. And, um, this guy was a complete moron. He couldn't even pronounce our names. And he was like, um, I'm looking. And he said, looking for, and then he said my husband's name and then said, is she available? And I was like, oh my gosh. So they, he had no idea. And so then of course I gave him some choice words and he hung up right away. Julie, let me ask you this. And I I hesitate to ask, but what's the status of your $5,000? Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, because you can't you can't track crypt. It's completely untraceable. Crypto is completely untraceable. And I think that um, the Coinstar being able to purchase Bitcoin through Coinstar is a new thing that they're offering mm. on these machines. And I think that's what's happening is these guys realize that it's a new thing. So they've built a scam around this whole thing. You know, Rick, this is why we always say uh, to be weary of anything. And again, um, this is nothing against you, Julie, because in the heat of the moment, uh, you know, your your mind is set for your family's well-being, um, but but you have to, in the back of your mind, be a little bit leery whenever there is any kind of alternate payment that is being demanded. Isn't that right, Rick? Yeah, Tommy, like you said, you know, these guys are master manipulators. They're preying on your fears. They, they want you ruled by emotion, not by any logical thought process. And they just, right. they prey on it. And like Julie said, they have an answer for everything something that sounds plausible. But yeah, Tom, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, They're wanting to use Bitcoin or prepaid credit cards or, you know, a cash app transfer, because once it's gone, it's gone. It's out of your account. That's why we we recommend anything you're paying for, particularly particularly online, is wherever possible, use your credit card, because at least you have some recourse there but in this case it's like handing them money and, and it's gone so uh julie we're, we're uh, glad that you were able to at least limit the loss to five thousand because there's a lot of folks and again according to the allen county sheriff's department that have lost a lot more than you so yeah. again a, a bravo to you for for having this conversation with us and hopefully your story can help uh other folks from, you know, falling victim to the same scam. I've heard from fake cops in St. Joseph County uh, over the years as well. So, I mean, it's, 
It's all across the northern part of the state. I'm sure it's a nationwide problem. Julie, it means a lot to us that you would share your story with us. Very sorry that this happened to you, but kudos to you for uh, getting the word out to protect the next guy because the next guy might be listening right now and maybe they'll keep your story in the back of their mind when they're uh, in panic mode because some very realistic sounding police uh, want to take them off their money. It's worth it if it does, if it helps one person. Yeah, and a couple of tips. I recently also spoke to the Indiana State Police. And like I said, if it's happening here, it's happening all over. Right. Uh, Indiana State you know, Police basically said, you know, be suspicious of, of any unsolicited phone calls you get. And also don't even believe your eyes because there's those uh, devices out there. They can mimic any police enforcement's uh, phone number. So you can look at that and think you're getting a legitimate call, but it's not. Julie, you have a comment on that? Yeah, one, one other quick thing. He actually gave me like a four-digit number. However, he did give me the name of a police officer from the Fort Wayne police, but he had retired like 10 years ago. So it was yeah. a legitimate name of someone, but... um. You know, and so they do give they give badge numbers too, but obviously it's uh, the badge numbers for Fort Wayne are three numbers, not four. Everything they can do to make themselves sound legitimate, they're gonna do. Yep. Yeah. So again, Tommy, just a couple tips: always be, be suspicious of any unsolicited phone calls, and like we talked we talked about before, if they are requesting payments via any kind of non traditional method, hang up. It, it's a scam. And you know, the Indiana State Police said law enforcement officers do not engage in financial transactions, that we do not collect fines, fees, or debts of any kind. If you have a debt related to a court case, that request for funds will typically come through the mail and should be verified in person or by going to the respective court clerk's office. These police agencies, um, like I said, they, they, they cautioned about mimicking your phone numbers, but they say anytime you get a call, if you're uncomfortable at all, just hang up. And if somebody's called, you said they're from the whatever county sheriff's office department, then hang up, Google that number and call them back directly and, and, and find out. But again, never send gift cards or uh, other payment methods as payment. Verify you're dealing with the right agency, paying the right department, like the, the clerk's office. Uh, and, and again, if you if you feel that you've been the victim of a financial phone scam or any type of scam, we ask you, of course, to report to your local law enforcement agency. Report to BBB on BBB.org forward slash scam tracker for the reason Julie's doing it, to help protect other folks from falling victim to that same scam. Um, and also in a case like this, make sure you re report it to your banking institution and, in, and your credit reporting agencies. So if you've lost money on something like this, I would certainly put a freeze on my accounts. Now, you didn't you didn't give them any of your account information that you give up cash. No. But if you've done anything where you've given up account information, put an immediate freeze on your credit by going to the three primary credit uh, reporting agencies. Also, if you've got a situation where you are questioning whether or not you are truly speaking to the police, there's nothing wrong at any time with hanging up and calling the police directly to check it out. So uh, do that as well. Julie, it means the world to us that you shared your story with us, and uh, we're so sorry that this happened to you, but but good on you for um, not taking it lying down and wanting to get out there and get the word out on this. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us. We, we all got to have each other's backs. Yeah, that's right. You've all helped right. a lot of folks with this, Julie. Thank you. Good, my pleasure. Thank you, uh, as always, uh, Rick, um, for joining us here on the Scam of the Week. And uh, Julie, again, thank you for joining us on this uh, special edition of it today. Um, we wish you well in the future. And, uh, and Rick, we will uh, talk to you again in the future. Uh, Julie, thank you again so much. It's my pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Tommy.